Welcome to Renew. We're so uh, happy that you can join us. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, we're going through the book of Acts, and this week we're going to talk about chapter 9, which is Saul's conversion, and read uh, chapter 9, 1 through 19. You can just follow along on the screen. I'll be reading uh, from the NIV version. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashes around him. He, he fell to the ground, and here a voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Then the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing so they led him by the hand into Damascus for three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything in Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias the Lord called to him in a vision Ananias yes Lord he answered the Lord told him go to the house of Judas and straight street ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul for he's praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias. Come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have, I have heard any reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And, and he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. The Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings, and therefore the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias, Ananias went to the house and entered, and entered. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you might see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Amen. Chapter 9 shows us Paul's conversion. But I think it will show us also something, a question that I have for all of us. Have you ever been broken? And have you ever had let God broke you? In a way that after that he can use your life, in a powerful way. I know some of us, have, have, they, we haven't let God broke our life because it's not something easy that we are looking forward to 
I'm sure when Saul has this encounter with Jesus, it wasn't something that he was inspecting. He thought in his mind he was doing something for the sake of the scripture, for the sake of his religion. He thought he was doing something for the church in the name of the church, of the synagogues. So, his life was broken that moment and that day. We know what Saul did to the Christians on those times. He was a murderer. He put uh, people in jail. He persecuted the church. And because of that, Jesus told him that he was persecuting him. If you know the story of King Saul when he was going against Dave or King Dave, you know, King Saul was the, he was from the tribe of Benjamin and he was persecuting King Dave because he was jealous and because God chose King Dave to be the king of Israel. Why am I mentioning this? Because Saul or Paul, later on he changed his name to Paul. Paul was from the tribe of Benjamin as well. And he was also persecuting a descendant of King David, which was Jesus. That's something interesting that after I, I was reading and studying, I was like, that's something, something really interesting to, to learn and to see. Like how those two connections in different times. So it's like, I think in Saul's mind, he made that connection. He knew he was going against God. As soon as like Jesus told him, why are you persecuting me? He knew he was wrong. And he knew the scripture. Because he studied. He was a man with knowledge of the scripture. And that's why I ask this question. Have you ever been broken by God? We see what happens when God breaks your life. And it's either one response. You either be humble about it or you argue about it. And you don't listen what God is telling you to do. In this case, what Jesus was telling Saul to do. I think that's why Saul was probably scared because he knew he was going against God, against Jesus. And he listened and he obeyed. And he humbled himself. He went into the city and for three days, he didn't drink, he didn't eat. He was praying. And I'm sure he was asking for forgiveness. How many of us have done something similar? We know we have done something wrong. We know we haven't been following God. We know we need to change something in our life. And we know and we know, but we still don't do it. Because it's hard. Because we rather choose the easier path in our life and not listen what Jesus is telling us to do. Are we going to humble ourselves? 
Are we going to ask God to break us, to change our ways, to do something different in our lives so he can be glorified and he can use our life in a powerful way? You know, when God breaks us, it's because he wants to transform. He wants to renew our minds, our hearts, our lives. So he can use that in a better way and in a powerful way to bless the church. And that's what Saul's conversion was about. And that's what we need during these times. I know it's hard for all of us not to be able to meet in person. Like right now, it's, it's hard. It's difficult that there's nobody here at the church. And I'm sure you probably feel the same. Like, when is this going to be over? When is this going to be end? When are we going to finally going to meet? And there's some churches that are already doing that. So that's, that's good as long, as long as they're following protocols or guidelines. That's good. Um, unfortunately, we can't do that right now. So that's why we have in service online. But my question to that is this. If you really want to come to the church, you really want to meet in person, are you willing to do something about your life and let God use your life for the sake of the church? Or you just want to meet so you can go back to your seat, listen to the sermon, and just be okay with your life? That means that you haven't been broken. Or that means that you haven't been listened to what Jesus is telling you to do. Because if that's the case, we're not ready. We're not listening. We need that conversion in our lives. I know you guys know about the scripture. I know you guys have read the Bible. I know you know the stories of the Bible. You know about the Old Testament, the New Testament, and you know about Saul's conversion, everything that he does after he repent and after God brought his life to change him to use his life in a powerful way. He was the most amazing preacher. He wrote so many books. He went and preached to the Gentiles. That was his ministry. But he didn't do it by not listening to God. He didn't do it by not following what God was telling him to do. He repent. He listened what Jesus was telling him to do and he went into the city and he stayed there until he had that vision about this man called Ananias, which he was a disciple also of Jesus. It's interesting to know because Ananias means favor of the Lord. Jesus had been gracious, and that's what Saul needed. Favor of the Lord. Jesus being gracious with Saul. And that's what we all need in our lives. Sometimes we think that we don't deserve that, that we, don't, we, we can't have that anymore because we have done something horrible. We have done something that goes against what Jesus is calling us to do. But this is the time to repent. And to listen to the Holy Spirit that is calling us, all of us, 
that when we came back to the church, we can do something, not just sitting on a chair, on a pew. I don't think that's following what Jesus is calling us to do. He has called us to share the gospel, to take the message to other people in need. That means stepping out of our comfort zones. That's what we desperately need these times, especially in this nation where like, people is broken, their hearts are broken. It's a lot of things happening. And the church, we are the church. What are we doing about? Are we reaching out? Are we asking God, what do you want us to do? Are we willing to do what he wants us to do? That's the question. And that's something we, we desperately need to do because it's a lot of people suffering. It's a lot of people that need that comfort. It's a lot of people who needs to hear about this salvation. We probably need to confess to God and all the ways we have been failing to Him. And maybe you have a call, but you have been putting that off for a while. This is the time for you to listen and to do what Jesus is calling you to do. Jesus all did. It wasn't hard, probably, for him. Or maybe it was. I don't know. The only thing I know is what the Bible mentioned. And it mentions right here that he was praying. And he didn't drink and he didn't eat anything for three days. Remember that when uh, Jonah went through the same thing? God called him to do something and he didn't want to do it. So God prayed him. And after that, he spent three days in that, you know, fish belly. And he repent and say, okay, God, I'm ready to do what you call me to do. But we need to go through that. We need that. If you think you can't do it because it's too hard, let me tell you that you're not going to do it alone. Jesus will walk you through that. But after, after this happened, we see that Ananias went into the city and went into the house of Judas and that direction that God given to him. And he prayed for Paul. And in chapter 17 says, Then Ananias went to the house and entered, and placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so you, you can see again. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You see what happened when we listened? when we obey, when we humble ourselves. I'm pretty sure Ananias, he said, yes, Lord. He didn't reply saying, I don't want to do it because I know who that guy is. I know who Saul has done to the saints in Jerusalem. Please don't send me. He had that faith and he was obedient. 
And even though it was hard, because he knew what kind of man Saul was, he still obeyed and he still did it because he had that faith. If God is sending me, it's because he has a purpose and because he's going to do something. So when he got into that house, he called Saul brother. You know how beautiful that is? You really need to have, you know, God's love in your heart to be able to see a person who you know it kills somebody that you probably knew. The Bible doesn't mention about Ananias anymore after that. But I'm sure he was around on all this persecution. That's why he heard about Saul. And I'm sure he knew his stories and probably he knew people who Paul killed. He probably knew people who Saul was persecuting and he tortured people. He made people uh, uh, say blasphemy against God. But even though when God says something that you need to do, you better do it. Even if you think it's difficult, you have to have that faith and continue to do what God is calling you to do. And that's what Ananias did. So we see two different, you know, people here. Saul's conversion and the obedience of Ananias. He didn't know what God was going to do in Saul's life. He had no idea. He only obeyed and he did what God was telling him to do. But the important thing here is that after that and after Saul received the Holy Spirit in his life, he was baptized. And he got his sight back. He was able to see again. So he got up and got some food and gave him strength. After all this tribulation, after all this encounter with Jesus, in this like powerful way, because I don't know about you, but I haven't had an encounter with God in that way. This is something unique. This is something that doesn't happen to like a lot of people. You know, God chooses someone to reveal himself in this way, supernatural way. Because God has a purpose for Saul's life. And he knew he was going to use Saul's life in a powerful way. Because the Bible says that. So it's really interesting to see that transition from Saul. He was going to Damascus to take people, followers of Jesus, and put them into jail. But before he even got there, he got this encounter with Jesus. And everything changed. His life changed. It went upside down. And he never saw what it was coming. But it was something beautiful. God teaches us that we often refer like we have or you might think you have not salvation. But God isn't a God of love that cares so much for us. Then even when we think we can't, we don't deserve that salvation, he's offering that to us. That's what the gospel is. That's what Jesus' love brings into our life. And that's something amazing that we can see moving. 
That's the movement of the Holy Spirit. When we let the Holy Spirit use our life and when we humble ourselves to receive and to listen and to obey what He has to say, is something beautiful, something powerful. Just like Saul experienced this. You can experience a transformation, a renewal in your life. It doesn't matter what point in your life, in your Christianity, in your like, walk of faith with God are you right now. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you believe that God can change your life. Even if you think you have done something horrible, then nobody can you know, forgive you. But God can. We can see that. It's here. It's a big example of God forgiveness to Saul. So how many of us need that transformation? How many of us need that conversion? You might be living for so many years that Christianity that it doesn't bear any fruit. You might know a lot of stuff about the Bible, but you still don't have that relationship with Jesus. This is the time that you ask God to transform your mind, to transform your heart, to turn your life upside down for the good and for the best for the church and for the gospel, to share the gospel with other people. Later on, we know what Saul did, and we know he spent time with the Jewish people preaching to them, and they got confused about his preaching because he knew a lot about the scripture. That's when, when he made that connection, he knew he was going against God because Jesus was the Son of God. He recognized that he was wrong. And he humbled himself. How many of us are going to recognize when we're wrong? And we're going to humble ourselves. This is the time to do that. This is the time when God is calling us to humble ourselves. Because he's going to listen to our prayers. Just like he listened to Saul's prayer. Don't you believe that? God can listen to your prayers. But we need to repent and we need to be humble. After we go through something like this and we humble ourselves and God listens and God will send that revival into your life. The Holy Spirit is going to come and transform your life with fire and that transformation is going to change your life 100%. But we need to have that encounter with Jesus first. We need to recognize that He is the Son of God. Jesus is our Savior. He came to die for us because He loved us so much. And He gave His life so we can have eternal life. When we acknowledge that, we're ready to receive fully what He has for us. So this is the time that you made that decision. So church... Are you ready to experience the true transformation of the gospel? Or are we going to still sit in that 
back seat on that pew, just kind of enjoying and being a happy Christian, but not doing anything good for the gospel, not sharing what God is telling us to do. This is a call of repentance, but this is also, it's also a call to serve, to reach out those people in need. Those people to need to hear the good news. If we don't do it, who else is going to do it? We've been Christian for so many years. We know a lot of the Bible, so what are you waiting for? You just need to have that encounter with Jesus so he can transform your life and teach you and show you what you need to do. So one more time I ask you, have you ever been broken by God? Are you one to have that encounter with Jesus and recognize who he is truly? And are you going to humble yourself? One example of this is something that I've been hearing a lot. He's been kind of like, I can say a little bit annoying. But I still pray for those people and I know God loved them so much too. And when I say that, I'm referring to the people who's like, we all have to wear a mask, right? Because if you, we love our neighbors, we have to do that with compassion and, you know, for others. But I, I can't, I can't, I just can't, you know, in my mind go through this when somebody says, you know, I'm not, I'm not wearing a mask because the blood of Jesus protects me. You know, it's really like, it's sad. Because then we don't realize what really what the blood of Jesus is. How can you say that and not have that conviction in your heart? Why I'm saying this? Because when we love people and we want to share the gospel, yes, God protects us. That's for sure. But you can't just go and do things on your own and say things on your own because you will find yourself fighting against God, against Jesus. The first thing you need to do is, is this what Jesus wants me to do? Jesus, is this what you want me to do? He has called us to love our neighbors and love the people around us. And we don't do this by fear, but for love to others. How are we going to share the gospel in a way that's going to be powerful, not only for us, for the people that are on us, for our community, for our neighbors? And when I hear that, the first thing that comes to mind is like, these people need to be broken. They haven't experienced that. Even then they say that I have read the Bible, I know the Bible, and everything that I do is because it says on the Bible, you still haven't been broken by God. And that's it. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. You haven't had that experience like Paul did, like Saul. You know, that's the conversion of the true gospel. When you see a change in somebody, you know they have been broken. You know they have that encounter 100% with God. 
they know in their hearts that Jesus is the one who lives there and they follow his voice. Not what their mind is saying, not what their own wisdom is saying. And not because I read the Bible like 20 times, that means that I have a relationship with Jesus. It means only that I have knowledge. Choose the same as Saul. He knew about a scripture and he still did horrible things against the Christians. But when he realized that he was doing something wrong, he repented and he humbled himself. And he started doing what Jesus was telling him to do. And after that transformation, that's when we know who lives in our lives. And we can start seeing the fruits in people's lives. So before we close, I'm saying this with love and because I do care about people in our community. I miss being together with all of you. And I know it's hard. And I, all of us are going through difficult times. But we have to keep going and we have to have that faith. We have to put everything that we have and bring that to Jesus' feet. Because we can't do it alone. And we need from each other, yes. And it will be a time that we can do that together, yes. But you also need to start listening to what, what he's saying. He, he's trying to speak into your life. And we still can hear that because we are so caught up in our own thing. So our church, are we gonna repent? Are we gonna humble ourselves? Are we gonna let the Holy Spirit touch our life and transform our lives? We should. And we should do that sooner than later. Because people out there needs to hear about the good news. Needs to hear about these, these stories. That doesn't matter your life or the things you have done of the lives that you have you know been living for many years god can still change your life jesus is still the savior back then and now so let's pray father god we're so grateful to just learn more about your word Thank you, God, because your salvation continued to change people's life. Thank you, God, because we want your presence more than ever. We need you. We need that strength. And we need you, Holy Spirit, to touch our life and to transform our lives, to renew our hearts. Because we want to listen to your voice and we want to follow you and we want to do what you have called us to do on this earth. So Father God, please, I pray for my brothers and sisters, the ones who are struggling, the ones that are going through a really hard time right now, that you show them your love and your grace, that it's in abundance. Oh Father, thank you for this time. Because even though in the distance, you can still touch people's life. 
even when I miss my brothers and sisters that I haven't seen in a long time. I know you're with them, and I know you're working in their life. Even when they're struggling with something, you're right there. Please open up our eyes to see your glory, to see your love. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross. I pray that we can receive what you have for us this morning.